Good morning, Connections. Yay. So it is great to preach uh, my first sermon of the year. I hope all of you had a wonderful Christmas. And then I was just like very grateful I could have an early Christmas uh, with Kyle and his family in Iowa because I have not been to Iowa for three years due to COVID. And then also very grateful that I could come back to Colorado before the winter storm started. So Christmas for a lot of people, especially children, is the most exciting day of the entire year. For some, Christmas is the season that intensifies the loss of loved ones who are no longer with us and also reminds us that there are things that's not great in this world. So regardless of it, that you have a calm or blizzardy Christmas, may you experience God's peace and presence in your life. I think the microphone is just like keep moving. Okay. So since today is the first day of 2023, can you believe it? It's already 2023. I still remember when I was a kid, you know, because uh, the teacher always asked us to write the note, uh, the day on the note that we wrote. So it feels like I was still writing 1987. It's long time ago. But for me, it feels like yesterday. Where did the time go? Whether it is 2023 or 1987 or 1975, we hope that we can hold on the promise of Emmanuel. God is with us in this following year in all circumstances. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today that we can start a new year knowing that you are with us. Thank you for the promise and the blessing that you have given in our life. And we are very hopeful. Whatever happened this year, we have no fear because we can rely on you. Please use the sermon today that I can encourage uh, all of my family in Christ and all of the friends here, how we can make all the plans and give our plans before you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I would like to show you a clip from It Is A Wonderful Life. Mary, I know what I'm gonna do tomorrow and the next day and next year and a year after that. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. Then I'm coming back here and go to college and see what they know. And then I'm gonna build things. I'm gonna build airfields. I'm gonna build skyscrapers a hundred stories high. I'm gonna build bridges a mile long. Well, you gonna throw a rock? Hey, that's pretty good. What'd you wish, Mary? Buffalo gals, can't you come out tonight? tonight can't, you come out tonight? can't you come out tonight? Can't you come out tonight? Buffalo gals, can't you come out tonight? Dance by 
the, the light of the moon. What do you wish when you threw that rock? Oh, no. Come on, no. tell me. If I told you, it might not come through. What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, Mary. I'll take it. Then what? Well, then you could swallow it. And it all dissolves, see? And the moonbeams that shoot out of your fingers and your toes and the ends of your hair. Am I talking too much? Yes! <laughs> Why don't you kiss her instead of talking at her death? How's that? Why don't you kiss her instead of talking at her death? Want me to kiss her, huh? Oh, use is wasted on the wrong people. Hey. Okay. <laughs> so it is a classic uh, scene from It Is A Wonderful Life. And before I married Kyle, I, I didn't know this movie. But after I married Kyle, he made me watch it every year with him. <laughs> so if you have watched the movie before, you know that George Bailey never left uh, Bedford uh, Falls. He was stuck with his family-owned company, the Bailey Building and Loan, a small community bank with a mortgage business. The plan was his brother would come back from college and replace him. Instead, Harry married Ruth and her father offered him a job. So when George almost got the chance to see the world. On the way to his honeymoon with Mary, he was aware of all the crowd of people gathering in front of the bank. It seems that a, fin a big financial crisis was imminent. People feared of bank run. The people of Bedford Falls were lining up to try to pull their money out while they still could. This must have been just before the FDIC was formed in 1933. And George Bailey used the money, which was $2,000, for his honeymoon to tide over his bank customers to keep them from withdrawing everything. Again, George Bailey's plan to see the world went unfulfilled. I was actually sad when he had to go to the 330 Sycamore Street, the old abandoned house for his honeymoon. After all, I, I didn't feel bad for myself who had my honeymoon at YMCA with my brother and my friend coming along with us for one day. <laughs> so Mary Positivity and Bert and Bernie's accommodation made it so such a beautiful scene. Nevertheless, the scene that struck me the most this time was the bank run, because it reminds me of the inflation and all the troubles that we are facing right now. Supply chain issues, sickness, death, and the war in Ukraine appended global grief. The government handouts and saving to help bounce back from the pandemic shutdown that were not well prepared for by short supplies of everything from used cars to housing. So U.S. inflation this year reached a 40-year high. 
I don't think you want to hear too many dark reminders on the first day of the new year. So, but things are tough out there. We are, I don't know where we are heading this year. However, I know one thing's for sure, it will be good. Let us all be reminded by the word of God. And then I'm going to read from the Bible, James chapter 4, 13 to 17. But I'll just like read. Mary, I... Okay. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. The phrase begins with, now listen. This is a very common phrase in the Hellenistic literature. The term is meant to convey tones of insistent and even blunt address to the merchants at that time, who had the desire to make profit as their main priority, which overshadowed everything else. These merchants, all these business people have a very specific starting time for their plans today or tomorrow. The places that they are going to go, the length of time they are going to stay, the purpose of their plan, which is to carry on business and making money. George Bailey was very confident when he told Mary, Mary, I know what I'm gonna do to tomorrow and the next day and next year and the year after that. I myself was confident when I planned in the late December 2019 that I would go back to Taiwan in 2020 to visit a friend who was struggling with her health. I never expected that a week later I would get the news that she passed away. So I still went to Taiwan in January 2020 for a week to attend her funeral. On January 23, 23rd, 2020, a day before I left Taiwan, the Wuhan lockdown began due to COVID-19. Nobody would have thought that when we started 2020, COVID-19 would cause such tremendous loss in people's life. Actually, my uncle in China is fighting for his life right now due to COVID. He just got it for three days and all of his lungs is already wide. And then I only met him once in the summer of 2019. So there's another story, you know, about my uncle that I never met. A lot of people would not have imagined that after three years, the impact of COVID-19 are not clear away and people have started to find a way to live with it. But in China, nearly three years in isolation, the end of zero COVID policy may be just the beginning of China pandemic problem. You know, perhaps President Xi couldn't foresee that his zero COVID policy would fail. Whether you are a president, a regular worker, or even just a student, James remind us about our plan making. James isn't against the desire to make money or making any plans, but he's against the self-contained certainty that does not take God seriously. 
because there is no room for God in the merchant's plans. The merchants plan and carry on as if God did not even exist. So when we are making plans, do we include God in our plans through prayers and the anticipation that God may in fact change the plans? To be honest, it really took me a long time to get into the habit of including God in all of my plans. This is keep moving. <laughs> I have the habit of not only making plans, but also making a lot of backup plans to accomplish one particular plan. I normally prepare three different plans in case one or the other isn't working. So you can ask my husband for verification on this, okay? I also have the tendency to evaluate all of my plans that didn't work so I can be better prepared in the future. Nothing is, is wrong with that, okay? Making plans is good, okay? Regardless of how meticulously I prepare my plan, sometimes they work out the way I want it. Just like I told myself in January 2022, which is last year, that I was going to take the broker exams in 2022, so I, re I registered for the exam yesterday <laughs> because it was the last day of 2022. <laughs> it's still 2022, and I passed <laughs> for both exams. First try <laughs> for my ego <laughs> because Kyle passed the first time, first try. So I get to pass the first time as well. So thanks God. Why did I need to take the exams? Because for almost two years, I have been working for a property management company and I managed 62 houses and my two bosses encouraged me to be a licensed broker. I also have a dream that one day, besides being a pastor, I want to make a lot of money so I can build affordable housing for people in need. It is really heartbreaking that a lot of younger people cannot buy a house. So that's the plan. <laughs> Nevertheless, before I took the exams, I already prepared myself to fail. I told myself, it is okay. Just take the exams again in two weeks. It is not a big deal. Thanks God, I don't need to use my backup plan this time. I don't need to study after this. So when my plans are not working all the time, finally I came to a realization that I'm not in control of all of my plans, but God is. God is in control of all of my plans and backup plans and the backup plans for the backup plans. <laughs> God is in control of all our plans. So whatever plans we have for 2023, there is a necessity to include God in our plans. Why should we include God in our plans? First, because not all our plans are godly plans. Not all our plans are godly plans. A couple years ago, my friend from Indonesia came to visit me. So he works as a counselor. He shared with me that there were a lot of affairs in marriages in the Christian community in Indonesia. 
interestingly, in many of his cases, the wives are having affairs and not the husbands. There are a lot of upset wives in Indonesia. So we should not stereotype that only men have affairs. When someone is in an affair, there will be a lot of planning and scheming. How can I meet with my lover without getting caught? How can I lie to my spouse? Not saying that I'm the expert, okay? <laughs> Most people don't claim to have an affair, but a lot of planning takes place when an affair has happened. Therefore, it is not a godly planning. Also, don't call the spouse the wrong name. If you are having an affair, just call them honey, just to be safe, okay? <laughs> In the Bible, we can find some ungodly plans that ruin lives. Joseph's brothers planned to murder him. Instead, they sold him as a slave. And Balaam, a wicked prophet in the Bible, was so greedy. And after the worldly, he was so greedy. And then in wanting to please Balak, a king of Moab, he came up with a plan. He knew that God would become angry with the Israelites if they sinned against God. So he suggested that Moabite woman into the Israelite camp to lead the Israelite men into sexual immorality and adultery. So it was a very devious and diabolical plan. And it worked. Many of the Israelite men were led astray and the Lord sent a plague on Israel that killed 24,000 of them. That's so sad. Therefore, not all of our plans are godly plans. And then the reasons James rebukes the merchants in chapter 4 is because the problem is not about making plans to make a profit, but they show a little or no concern for taking any responsibility for doing good with what they have. Possibly, they just want to make money and justify any means to achieve their goals. Perhaps in the process of making money, others get cheated. After they accumulated the money, they only use it on themselves instead of using it to glorify God. So one day, if I become a rich broker, you have to remind me, Ruth, what did you tell us January 1st, 2023? Okay? So that I will not forget about the plan of having this license. Always include God in our plans so that we don't plan to do ungodly things. Include God in our plans so that the Holy Spirit can guide us and remind us whenever we are wandering to the wrong direction. That's why, you know, the Holy Spirit it's like the GPS lady who says, recalculating, make U-turn, make a U-turn until you make a U-turn. Don't turn off your GPS. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. When you make any plan this year, double check if it is a godly plan or not. How? You know? Ask yourself this question. Will God be glorified with this plan? Will my family be blessed with this plan? Will my church be blessed with this plan? 
Will the people around me be blessed with this plan? Will God's creation be blessed with this plan? Or you can just ask one question. Will I love God and love people and love the creation with this plan? I really love, you know, what Robin is doing. You know, bring the goodwill and get all the good stuff and just sell it and just helping people and have helping the world. So you can also ask yourself, am I having my plan for just my big ego? Okay. Include God in our plans because it prevents us from turning ungodly when our plans are not working. George Bailey in It Is A Wonderful Life was super stressed out when Uncle Billy informed him that he had carelessly lost the $8,000, which is equivalent of 100000 today. $100,000 today, okay? It would put the business in dire financial straits and legal turmoil. As nice as a person as George is, who always sacrificed his dreams for other people, he was super upset and he choked Uncle Billy when Uncle Billy couldn't think more when, where he misplaced the money. And George went home and he was so cranky towards his wife and then he just kicked and he said, oh my God, it reminds me of my husband when he was cranky. You know, you just like get mad toward his wife and the children and he yelled at them and wished he had not had so many children. And the climax was he decided he wanted to end his life because he thought his life's gains. Perhaps we don't even need to face such a big problem like George Bailey before we turn ungodly. Last week during the winter storm, I was thinking about all the people whose flight would get delayed. But I, you know, I was thinking more for the people who work at the airport. There must be a lot of frustrated passengers losing their cool with the crews who work behind the counters due to all the delays that were not even purposely planned but caused by the unavoidable, by, by the unavoidable bad weather. Sometimes we lose our cool when our plans are not working. Sometimes we face bigger problems when our plans are not working. Sometimes they can change our life forever or break our heart. Therefore, include God in our plans so that when our plans change unexpectedly, we can walk with God in His plans. So we can walk with God in his plans. So verse 14 and 15. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. James reminded us that we don't know what will happen tomorrow. That is a fact. This Christmas, Kyle got to meet up with a few of his high school buddies in Iowa. 
So one of them had a neck, neck surgery last year because he broke one of his neck bones, not because of falling, but from just like swinging the golf club during a fun and relaxing day playing golf. And then just like broke the neck. That was terrible. So and it happened in the ministry for years. Occasionally I would get a phone calls, not from the church members, but from strangers asking to support the Chinese students or immigrants who were going through difficulties. One day I got a phone call from a Chinese pastor asking me to comfort a couple of a Chinese students who just lost their friend from drowning. So the tragedy happened on July 4th. They told me one minute they were so happy riding on a jet ski and all of a sudden the jet ski turned over and they couldn't find their friend. And then she was found dead the next day. Tragedy happened in a matter of few minutes. That young woman was gone before she turned 21 years old. And life is so fragile. It is very fragile. We are finite, but God is infinite. We are not in control of our life, even though we are trying to control them. Remember, God is in control of our life. And entering this new year, I remind myself to include God in my plans so that when my plans change unexpectedly, I can walk with God in his plans for me. So I shared earlier how I always have several plans for one particular plan. And then the older I get, I have learned that I can make as many plans as I want, but I also have learned to surrender my plans in God's hands. I pray when I'm making plans. I share all of my plans with God because up until today, a lot of my perfect plans have not worked out so well. There were a lot of things that I didn't sign up for in my life. And some of the events have, has have, had caused a lot of tears. Regardless of all the several backup plans that I could have thought of, but I would not prepare myself for the worst. When our plans are not working, we can test our faith in God. Some can preserve and some cannot. Instead, they doubt God. I've seen a lot of people who experience more trials than me. And some left their faith. And some got stronger in their faith. God has helped me through all the times. I've experienced his faithfulness. I know that God's plans is not to harm me, but some of the things happen because of life circumstances and the evil deeds or somebody that's being stupid, okay? God's plans for me is to be a mature and complete Christian. A lot of complaints and tears are involved in this process. It is not easy. I'm grateful because God sent a lot of people to help me with the process as well. I really hope that when one of us in the church is going through difficulties, this year and the years to come, we can stand by that person and support him or her so that none of us who comes here will feel lonely but can experience the love of God. Remember, our church is Connection Church. Okay? How can we connect people? 
with one another and with God. And then always include God in your plans. So that when your plans change, you can walk with God in his plans. Verse 16 and 17. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and does, doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Surrender your finances, marriage, singleness, health, future plans, business, ministry, jobs, vacation, and even your diet into God's hands this year. Don't boast nor be prideful of your own ability to manage all these things. Allow God to guide you when your plans aren't working so that we don't commit acts that are against the Lord. Douglas Moo said, Take the Lord into consideration in all your planning. We therefore have no excuse in this matter. We know what we are to do, to fail now to do it. And James wants to make clear is sin. Therefore, surrender all your plans this year. My challenge for you this week, not this year, okay? Just write down your plans and invite God to walk with you in your plans so that he can give you the wisdom from above about what to do. If you are experiencing the unexpected, invite God to give you the strength and wisdom, and the most importantly, to bring those who can walk with you. Don't do it by yourself. Invite other people in your life. That's why we have church. Proverbs 16, 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Let us pray. Father, help us to surrender our plans and then when it is the time to show you plans, you can say, God, I'm willing to follow you with a joyful heart because we know you are going to help us to overcome everything if things are not working so well. Be with all the people who are making plans this year that we can include you in our plans as well. Bless us and bless this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Ruth.